0: Good morning.
1: It's actually nice and warm in here.
0: Yeah, cuz it's minus 44 billion outside and you've got a dog in a cone. Oh. oh. This. So Bryce's dog hurt himself again and now he has to now he's sentenced to I guess that's dog jail. Well, the kennel could be dog jail.
1: It's a form of jail. Maybe it's like This is a, a day pass. This is like him cleaning up garbage on the side of the highway. Yeah. It's a dog equivalent. So this idiot I let him out to go to the bathroom. He's just running around the backyard like a bozo. We have an alley in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And there was just something, I guess, in the alley. And he was losing his mind and caught his nails on something, ripped his nails. Oh. He wasn't even whimpering or whining, but it was clearly a mess. And so now he has to wear a cone for about a week. And, I got, and you
0: got to put a bag on his foot when he goes outside? Yeah, he has Woo-hoo. to have
1: a bag on his foot. I got him like a booty to wear, but yeah. it was too sensitive. So now I just have to put a dog poop bag on his foot.
0: Well, I bet you he feels dumb.
1: I hope he feels dumb. He should feel dumb. He's an idiot. This is all his fault. I've never been more furious at this guy. And he's, he goes out too, and it's so cold outside that the cone kind of freezes up. He'll come in and bang it against the wall. There's chunks of it missing.
0: The cone is breaking or the walls are breaking? The cone. Oh. <laughs> Are guy, you breaking, Bryce? Are you breaking?
1: I am breaking apart inside. I'm breaking down. A
0: lawn chair is a good
1: time chair, but you're aware of
0: that. It pulls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bedtime in my own lawn chair. Welcome to episode God Knows What. Of the lawn chair profits, I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. Are we going to start talking about the fact that this podcast name might be changing again? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess we might as well start laying the groundwork on that.
0: So if you come back here in the weeks to come and it's got a different name again, uh, apologies.
1: This is the this will be the last time.
0: Yeah, it's going to go to something way more simple. Like yeah, lawn chair profits. Who thought it? Oh. <laughs>
1: I think a consultant somewhere was like, you should have a fun name.
0: That's exactly what happened. So we used to be called something else, and then the consultants were like, no, (laughs) that name will never do. It needs to be something really unique, and we dreamt up Lawn Chair Profits. We wrote that theme song, Mm -hmm. and we got it all good, and uh, now they're like, "Ah, I think we need a new name. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, in the weeks to come, it might have a different name.
1: It won't go anywhere. Like, you won't have to change or adjust anything. We're just going to change the name more than anything, but...
0: Just don't be surprised when it shows up with different artwork and a different name. It's still us. We're still inside your headphones.
1: Yeah, when we got that news. You could see my eye roll. The space station reported it to Houston. Yeah. They could see an eye roll coming from the middle of Alberta.
0: Do you sometimes feel like um, the car driving through the house might be the new sinkhole? Do you, you know how every now and Ooh. again the news, they latch on to stories about sinkholes just appearing in intersections or wherever?
1: Yeah, it is one of those things where, you know, you'll be doing something. Maybe the news is just on in the background. And when you see a story about a sinkhole, you stop and you can go, oh, my. Yeah, that's uh, And when you see a story about a car that's driven into a house in the middle of the night, you go, huh? Glad that's not my house. You stop and you watch. <laughs> so... It's luckily never happened to me.
0: We just started talking about this the other day on the radio show, and it was amazing how many people have firsthand experience with either driving a car through a house or having a car come through the wall of their house. I, th- I would never be the same if that happened.
1: I would never trust a wall again. No. I couldn't imagine just sitting there watching TV, and the next thing you know, there's a, I don't know, a Toyota Camry in your living room.
0: Hanging precariously above <laughs> your couch.
1: <laughs> just some guy gets there. I was like... Whoa.
0: Uh, This one came in. It says, I lived in an apartment-style condo on the second floor. A car drove into my downstairs neighbor's place while I was home. Do I get to count that, Jen? Uh,
1: Yeah, that counts.
0: Yeah, so, Jen, go ahead. Feel free to bask in the associated glory. Of uh, a car coming through the wall of your condo building.
1: Really, that's best case scenario. You get all the glory of the story, of but, being none of home, the yes. but none of the cleanup. None of the cleanup. None of the headache, and zero possibility of you being squished while sitting in your chair.
0: You might even get the experience of being questioned by police. So, like, you get all the fun with none of the uh, the repercussions. Actually,
1: yeah, your spoon collection probably fell off the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm sitting in my living room and a car drives through the wall, the driver better at least have the courtesy to yell out, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's from Matthew. <laughs> I, you know what? I, if the guy came through my wall, got out of his car and said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> I would laugh hysterically. Yeah, like, oh, my God. My wife is dead. <laughs> but that's funny. But that's hilarious. <laughs> he really <laughs> nailed that. <laughs> Uh, This one came in over and over again too. When I was working, not this particular, but along this line. When I was working at a bank, a car drove into our lunchroom. It was an elderly woman who accidentally hit the gas instead of the brake when she was parking.
1: That happens a lot actually.
0: Sure does.
1: Yeah. Elderly people driving into like a 7-Eleven because they thought it was the brake.
0: Yeah. Uh, And this goes to show you how common this is. This right here. I used to work for a towing company at least once a week. One of our operators had to winch a vehicle out of a house. Once a week. I had no idea. But they don't hit the news all that often. But when they do, they capture hearts and imaginations.
1: I think you brought up a good point. For the most part, when I hear these stories, I put myself in the place of the person, of the homeowner. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, what if that happened to me? But rarely do you put yourself in the shoes of the driver of the car. Yeah, who knows? Who all of a sudden you are you just have to get out of your car and you're in someone else's house?
0: Yeah, you're inside a house.
1: And they're just looking at you like, what the hell, man? And you're like, Jesus, bungalow came out of nowhere.
0: Uh, we have first-hand experience on line six over there, Bryce. Should we grab that one? Yes, please. Hey, Brady. How's it going? We were reading your text. It says, I woke up, there was a car above my head. Yeah. Um, I need to hear the rest of this story.
2: I was working out of town for about a month or whatever, and then, uh, I come home and we were living in a, uh, basement suite of a 4 at the time. And, uh, just, you know, I woke up two in the morning, you know, just like bang, didn't know really what was going on, just go to go back to sleep. And then I realized it was like glass and, you know, like drywall on top of me and, uh, then yeah, I realized I look up and like there's a tire above me so I guess this truck uh, tried turning or drifting or something but he caught and went like drove directly above our bedroom uh, like above our bed drove into our bedroom Wow and like yeah our window was like across the room and like uh, the whole framing like every like all the all the wood and everything was like pushed in and can oh, I, it was wild.
0: Let me ask you this question. So when the guy had to get out of the truck, he's now in your apartment. Did he have to come into your apartment? or was he in he, to-
2: he was still actually outside. It was just like the hood, like the okay. the engine that was in the apartment
0: because that would be the most awkward part of the whole thing, I would think, is I mean, you got a giant hole in your wall, but now this guy's standing in your bedroom and you're wearing your pajamas <laughs> and your little sleeping cap and, you know, carrying a candle.
2: Oh, I, I was so mad. I'm trying to, like, calm my uh, girlfriend down at the time, and then, like, uh, it ended up being, like, two guys and this girl, and they were all hammered. And uh, they actually ended up just hopping back in the truck, throwing it in reverse, and just taking off. <laughs> so I, I was just left with a giant hole in my bedroom. I think... was just, like, yeah, it's like, 3 in the morning. It was, oh, yeah, great, great night to come home. First night back in the city. <laughs>
1: were they caught eventually?
2: I I actually don't know because they uh, the cops just dealt with the landlords. So I actually have no idea what happened.
0: Whoa! Wow! Okay.
1: I like that it took you a few minutes to feel fi- like you were ready to go back to sleep. I would <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: have I, I been so big, you know, immediately think that <laughs> there's going to be a car above me.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's oil dripping on your forehead.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it, uh, it took a bit to like, you know, okay, Do we do we sleep? By any windows
0: now? Okay. Hey, congratulations, Brady. You told the greatest story so far this morning.
1: Well, cool. I'm off to a good start then.
0: The most surprising part of this whole, he doesn't even see. Wouldn't you want to know whether they ever caught the people?
1: I'd be bending over backwards to try and find out what happened to those people.
0: Yeah, like do they just speed off into the night, never to be heard from again? (laughs) Like
1: they totally got away? A hit and run with a house?
0: I'm I'm sure that there would be substantial damage on the vehicle. Oh well, at first too, he's like, like, don't you think you'd have like drywall dust in your mouth and everything? And now he just wants to roll over and go back to sleep.
1: It's so because it's not a subtle thing. No, when a car drives through your wall, you think you would realize it immediately.
0: Oh,
1: maybe you're just so kind of. It would be so confusing. You're like, is that, is that a car in my bedroom?
0: Do I taste antifreeze? (laughs) Uh, uh, do you want to hear a really sad one? Uh Uh-oh. Well, no. Well, it's it's sad. There's one line in here that I think is really sad. Uh, Set the stage. It's 1980-something. Me and my younger sister are left in the truck as my mom and dad went to a house to do God knows what. It was the 80s, so we were left there for quite some time alone. I remember my baby sister getting cold and hungry. Here comes the sad line. I fed her a bottle and started the truck. Oh, so that, she was just a baby. <laughs> uh, because why not? Who doesn't leave a small child and a baby in a truck with the keys? Well, you can imagine where this goes. I accidentally popped the truck into reverse, smashed into a house. I was scared s so I popped that bad boy into drive to go back to where we were parked, thinking that no one would notice the house or truck damage. On the way back, we took out a power pole. The neighbors came out to find us. I had locked all the doors. I wouldn't let anyone in. The emergency crews arrived. Eventually my parents came out and I was in trouble. Big trouble. I had to have they had to have the power company come take down the pole off the truck <laughs> before we could get out of the truck. Good times. And did your parents get in any trouble for leaving you alone in a truck?
1: Not in the 80s.
0: No, it was probably required by law.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was good parenting.
0: Yeah, it was before the club was invented, so you just leave a kid in there to make sure no one stole the car. (laughs) The
1: club. I used one of those. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. If that happened now, those parents would be in Guantanamo Bay being waterboarded as we speak.
0: Oh yeah. Do you want to? Here's one that sounds kind of like fun. Alarming fun, though. Uh, My father-in-law had a medical emergency and blacked out behind the wheel. He drove his car through a school field oh. across another road and into somebody's dining room. That's where it ends. I don't know how the father-in-law did.
1: I hope he was okay.
0: I hope, yeah, I hope the people in the house and the dining room were fine.
1: Don't we work with the guy who had a car drive into his house? We do. I don't remember that story at all. But
0: well, yeah. his name's Jeff. We work with him regularly, Bryce. You don't remember the whole story? No, I don't. It was actually, you know what? This is when newspapers still existed, and you worked here at the time, too, because the Hmm. picture was in the paper the following day.
1: I do not remember this. Just
0: a car lodged in his house.
1: What would be worse, being home and a car comes through the wall, or you're at work, and then you come home at the end of an exhausting day, walk through the front door, and there's a big hole in the side of the house?
0: Uh, (laughs) If— if there was very little chance I would have been hurt in the wreck, I would prefer to be home because I always I would want to know what did that sound like. Like, did it sound like a marching band falling down a flight of stairs? <laughs> <laughs> what, I would want to know, like, was there? Could I taste dust in the air after? I, yeah, I think you'd want to experience it.
1: And as a driver, how do you handle that situation? Do you just get out and say, "My bad"?
0: Oopsie! <laughs>
1: Oopsie doodle! <laughs> The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. So you have a car drives through your walls. Mm-hmm. You need to fix the walls. Yeah. Who do you call? You call a guy named Ed.
0: Oh my God, guys named Ed. Yeah, they can do anything.
1: I can't remember how we started talking. To- oh, because we just had a guy on the phone one day, and his name was Ed, and we just th- we were
0: speculating before we talked to him on the radio that he probably knows how to plane a door.
1: He knows how to swing a hammer.
0: He can. Um, he can wire, a what do you call those, a three-way switch, a two-way switch? Oh, yeah. So that you can turn it on from two to He knows how to do that. He can fix a garage door spring.
1: What's that? Your toilet won't flush? Ed can fix it.
0: Yeah, call Ed. Ed He'll be here in a minute.
1: Ed is the name of the guy who gets things done.
0: It might be the handiest name out there.
1: Yeah, Ed can fix that drywall after a car goes through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Ed here at work. The only thing he's good at is destroying the washroom <laughs> if you get my meaning. Yeah, we get your meaning. We get it. See, that's the problem with Eds is super, super handy, but they're also all very, very out of the closet when it comes to pooping at work.
1: Mm-hmm. They but are loud and proud about
0: it. They let everybody, well, I should go break the leg off a stool now. <laughs> They'll stop in the kitchen. They got a newspaper tucked under their arm. They're talking to people in the kitchen, and they're like, "Whoa, man! I got something rumbling down here." And then <laughs> they're very comfortable with that. Yeah,
1: I had chilly last night. Oh, Made boy, for today.
0: Eds are also the guys. This is one of the greatest power moves you can do. You're sizing up a situation. You're looking at a bolt, and you go, "Give me a half inch." <laughs> like they can call out a wrench size just by looking at it. And I've, I did that once. I successfully pulled it off. I go, huh, looks like a half inch. <laughs> but there was no one there to witness it. I was alone in my garage, and I nailed it. That's the So it was a bit of a hollow win for me.
1: Yeah, it's like a tree falling in a forest.
0: Yeah. Uh, somebody said, my dad is a wrench size guy, too. I video called him to get him to help me with the barbecue I was assembling, and he told me the right wrench size on video. He's a Greg. Pam. Gregs aren't. Typically that handy.
1: No, I wouldn't think so, but doing that over video, that is next level. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's the king of the Gregs right there.
0: Uh, somebody else said, my dad is the wrench size guy. I'm always off by one size. Yeah, I can relate.
1: Yeah, close but no cigar.
0: And when I did it too, it was like like half inch is probably the most common. I called a half inch. It's not like I said, it oh, looks like a 9 16 <laughs> if that's even a thing. I don't know.
1: Looks like a three to me.
0: Uh, let's grab this one. Hello.
1: I really think people like myself, the Dan's of the world, should be getting a little more credit
3: for the being able to do whatever. Oh, I haven't gotten think... hurt, and I do yeah, just about anything under the sun.
0: Yeah, but are you handy at an Ed level, or are you handy at a Dan level?
3: Oh, I'm handy at a whole different level. I'm a handyman,
1: flash maintenance man by trade or by profession. Now,
0: settle down, Dan.
1: Dan's not, I think Dan's are handy. they are no Ed.
0: No. No.
1: Not even a mic.
0: I don't know. A Dan to me is sort of, I don't know. He can probably fix a couple of things, but he's good at tech. Like if you have a virus on your computer, you call Dan. He can talk you through it.
1: Yeah. Ed helps you put down a deck.
0: Yeah. Ed's not going to help you with your computer. Ed's not going to help you set up your new phone. No. But he's going to help you fix that <laughs> spring on your screen door. That's for sure.
1: I try hey. to think of what uh, you know. Can Bryce plane a door? Nah, I can't plane a door.
0: <laughs> Guys like Bryce and Garney, like what? <sighs> probably
1: pretty good at delivering a pizza.
0: Yeah, you used to do that.
1: I could probably do that. Pretty good at grilling a hot dog. hmm And that's it.
0: I'm good at very few things. <laughs> um. Oh, this as a Matthew. I can tell you we're good at starting arguments on the internet. <laughs> oh. That is a Matthew move right there. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: Matthew, the full name. Absolutely. Matt's yeah. not so much.
0: Matt, yeah.
1: Matt is more laid back. Matthew, he'll stir it up.
0: Uh, Matt's going to do well in the hockey pool. The Lawn Chair Profits, solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Hey, Bryce. Yeah. Do you hear helicopters? I think I do. (laughs) It's just my parents. (laughs) Not my parents. Um, We were talking about helicopter parents on the radio show and how I had no idea they were this prevalent in society. Were they still kind of – they're way too involved in their adult children's lives?
1: Yeah. I think most helicopter parents are for school-age kids, but you learn that that might not necessarily – a lot of people stay with that oh, yeah. throughout the entirety of their lives.
0: Yeah, like there's. I've heard stories of um, people going on job interviews and bringing a parent with them into the job interview I as an adult.
1: I can't wrap my brain around that.
0: I can't even imagine as a... How old are you when you get your first part-time job? 14, 15 maybe? 14, 15, yeah. You don't even bring your parents then. That's not acceptable. No. So what's happened here?
1: Yeah, when you're 14, 15... I think you said it before, like they might have to drop you off.
0: Yeah, and sit in the car in the parking lot. But
1: then they go get a coffee and come back. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go into the interview with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I once witnessed the parent come into their adult child's university class to speak to the professor well, no. about their mark. I actually sat next to the student who was visibly relieved when the mom showed up, actually believing it was going to make a difference. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That is sad. It is. Um, oh, no, no, no. This was the saddest. Well, maybe they'll get sadder. I don't know. But you and I both had a good laugh at this one. I moved here for work about four years ago and had a hard time adjusting. So my mom went on my work's website and emailed everyone I worked with and asked them to be nice to me because I was sad. <laughs> they only told me last year and I was mortified. Ooh. Oh. On one hand, it's like, yeah, mom, looking out for her kid. But at the same time, it's like, back off, mom. <laughs>
1: Just, oh. I like the idea because of my. I get it. Ooh, I got a new email. Ooh. Check it, and it's, I don't know, Chris's mom being like, he's sad. Give him some. Give, give him, him some, some space. Give him a wide berth. Mm-hmm. Be nice to him if you can.
0: Yeah, invite him to sit at your table at lunch.
1: I think I would think I'm getting punked.
0: Yeah, so would I. Uh, That's so
1: embarrassing.
0: Here we go. I interviewed a fella who was well into his 40s last year, and his wife showed up with him for the interview. I was stumped. I couldn't figure out who to interview, so I asked them both questions. Awkward. You know, you can tell the wife to sit in the waiting room, right?
1: You think you'd be okay to be like, uh, I'm just going to talk to him if that's cool. Yeah.
0: Can you just sit outside for a couple of minutes here? If we need to have any questions answered, look, it's your husband's job interview.
1: That is a wife who, uh, doesn't have a lot of trust in that husband.
0: Oh no. No, Probably did not think
1: he was actually going to an interview.
0: Yeah. Oh, you want to hear another one? Parents that get way too involved. When my sister's fiancé called off their wedding a few years ago, my mom went to his work and wrote all over his car with soap and lipstick. (laughs) Everyone in the office was watching her out the window. This did nothing to help my sister win back her fiancé. If anything, it gave him a better understanding of the bullet he had dodged. Brad. (laughs) (laughs) This is Brad talking about his mom.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) That's the kind of juice I crave. I mean, I don't want to be the guy getting my car written on. No. But to be in an office.
0: To be able to stand and watch that and go, oh, thank God I'm not that
1: guy. It's a gloomy Monday yeah, you got a case of the Mondays. You look out the window and someone's scribbling on your coworker's car.
0: That's going to give you Ooh. coffee room material till Wednesday.
1: Oh, that would fill me up. Oh, yeah, that'd be finger looking good. That's <laughs> that's what I need. <laughs> that's so <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, good for the mom sticking up for the kid, but
0: yeah, but what I want to know what went wrong there.
1: What was your end game? What was the goal there?
0: Uh, hey guys, my husband, who I love dearly, is thirty four years old. His mom still brings him a homemade lunch at work once a week. I used to think it was weird, but now I can see that it's just a mom who loves her son dearly. Uh, No, I think that's sweet. (sighs) It's not like she does it every day. She does it once a week. It's a great way to stay in touch with her adult child.
1: I have mixed feelings. I I have no issue with the mom bringing a lunch once a week. It's bringing it to work. Showing up at his place of work once a week, your mom
0: showing up. (laughs) So what? She should drop it off at his house the night before? Yeah. Here's your lunch for tomorrow. Then you could hang out, have a cup of tea, eh. play some play some crib. I think it's weird, though, if he makes demands. Like if he's like, I said no mustard, mom. <laughs> I don't like crust. <laughs> or if he criticizes the lunch, then it's weird.
1: Because I would just be sitting there being like, man, this guy needs to uh, cut the cord.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is a good one here, too. Uh, I know a guy who at 22 years old got his mom to break up with his college girlfriend for him. The mom had to drive into Edmonton to do it, and she had never met the girl. Basically, our whole friend group lost all respect for the guy. That's from Mike. Yeah, that's how you used to break up with somebody in grade seven. But instead of getting your mom to do it, you get your friend. Can you take this note to Sharon? And then Sharon would read the devastating news that she'd been dumped.
1: Yeah, even a junior high kid would know better to not have your mom break up the girl for you.
0: And I'm just assuming that Sharon was devastated. For all I know, maybe she wasn't.
1: I think she dodged a, uh, this girl dodged a bullet. Yeah.
0: Uh, I used to be a head greenskeeper at a golf course. few times the mom or dad would come to the interview. Didn't you used to work at a golf course? I did. Did your mom go with you to the... uh, to the interview.
1: They did not. No? They very much did not. Hmm. I couldn't imagine. I'd be so embarrassed.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, is that phone ringing? Yes, it is. Hello? Yeah,
3: hi. I got one for your, uh, intrusive, endearing story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Parents that are a little too involved in your life.
3: Right. Okay. With my, uh, my father and his brother, my Uncle Pete, they would, uh, go to my place while I was at work, my bachelor pad, and then they would clean up the whole place. And uh, I would come home, and my place would be spotless, basically, compared to what it was. And uh, they would be they would hang out for a couple hours, and then they would leave, like, before I got home. And I always thought this was kind of, at first, I was like, this is my place, kind of stay out. But after a while, I was okay, right on, cleaning my place up. And then I was thinking about it, it was just a warm-up place for them to, when they were heading out to the bar <laughs> later on in the afternoon.
0: Oh, they were pre gaming in your bachelor pad.
3: Well, yeah, they were warming up, and then they were gonna. Well, it was nice of them to clean up. They didn't have to do that, but that
0: was. I would find that intrusive. I'd be. Like, I don't <laughs> want people in my house when I'm not there because they're. Well, like, it was
3: just a small little house. Like it was I don't uh, care. just a living it's room, like, a kitchen, and a bedroom. <laughs> and yeah. They wouldn't touch the bedroom. They would do the dishes and clean the living room. It was kind of. It was There's, handy.
0: I don't want people in my house when I'm not home like it's different if you know they're coming but just people letting themselves I don't want you to see that I buy no name cola or how much money I make because I left my t4 by my laptop
1: yeah I don't want you finding the fact that I cut out coupons for preparation h
0: yeah (laughs) yeah or I still make my bed like I'm seven years old I don't want anybody to see that
1: it's one thing for like your parent your direct, immediate parent to come into your house. It's a little less invasive.
0: I would still but, hate that.
1: But it's the uncle in that
0: Yeah, thing. why does the uncle have to come?
1: Why is Uncle Rob there?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Pete.
1: <laughs> why I, is Uncle Ed here?
0: I don't get that. I, and that, the, the fact that that guy just seems so oh, you know, they'd clean it up. They'd leave it all night. No, they're still invading your home. Uh, This one says, I could not agree more. My mother-in-law will often come into our house when we're not there. I don't need a parent to take care of me. I am a 42-year-old man. (laughs) Oh, Oh, here we go. Oh, you ready for this one? Okay. It's short. It's one sentence. My youngest brother is 37, lives with my mom. They share a Facebook account. (laughs) Oh, that.
1: (laughs) It is devastatingly sad.
0: It is, and just the logistics <laughs> of that too. Like, I, how does that even work in your social media feed? Because I'm sure that my mom doesn't want to watch them restore a 300 year old male. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to see what her friend Helen
0: is doing. No, how could that even work? You and know, how much are Facebook accounts? You know, three you
1: or four hundred bucks. You can get one of those for free.
0: Oh, they're free. Oh, they're free. Why would you share one? I don't get that. I just can't get that one.
1: Well, I dated a girl. Her sister had a Facebook account, and her mom just had access to it. And she would go on to see grandkids' photos oh. and stuff. But she wouldn't post.
0: Or no, she would post. She'd but she would leave th- comments, but under your girlfriend's name.
1: Under uh, my girlfriend's sister. Oh, okay. She would leave it under her name. And then, and then uh, but she would... At the very end, she would sign off as but, as the mom.
0: But it showed up initially. Yeah. At, okay. <laughs> That's
1: weird. I forgot about that until just now. Yeah. That was odd because I remember thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you could just get one of these. And they're free. They're absolutely free. I had no
0: idea. <laughs> uh, okay. This one is top shelf creepy. One of my previous coworkers managed her son's dating apps and profiles. Oof. Her son and I are the same age and she was old enough to be my mom. I mentioned that I had got a date through Bumble and she brought up issues she had with talking to these girls on behalf of her son. Or that her son would not like the girls that she had picked out for him on the app. Bizarre. That is me, Ian.
1: Could you imagine being a girl? You see a picture of a guy, you're like, oh, he's cute. Yeah. start having a conversation, only realize that you're having a conversation with his mom.
0: But you probably wouldn't find, well, hey, let me read this. This one came in. Uh, hey, I'm a woman that from time to time uses dating apps. I can assure you that the minute I found out the guy I was sitting across the table from was there because his mom managed his dating profile, I would quietly push my chair back from the table and disappear into the night. That is next level effed up. Trisha. Agreed. Would you do the move though, where you'd quietly pick up your na- dab the corners of your mouth? Set the net na- And then push your chair back
1: Then do that move They do in movies Where you just throw down A bunch of money
0: Oh yeah You don't even count it Yeah, oh. like,
1: yeah. That's wild Imagine you're further along Than the first date Like you're Yeah A couple months in You're like Baby
0: I gotta rem- tell you something
1: Remember I fell for you
0: <laughs> The minute the my min- mom matched us
1: <laughs> <laughs> I fell for you When we met on Bumble And you wrote that sweet line to me Do you remember what it said? Yeah <laughs> And you're like No My mom wrote that
0: Oh Ooh yeah. Would you do the wretch face then? We, mm, mm.
1: I think you just hear the record s- scratch and then just. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> one more. Oh. Do we end on pathetic?
1: I feel like I need to get that out of my mouth. I need a, I need a palate cleanser.
0: This is not going to cleanse your palate. Uh-oh. Uh, are the parents at the job interview to make sure their kid doesn't mess it up? Or are they there to act as hype man and talk about how great their kid is, Lee. I hope neither. Again, they shouldn't be there.
1: No, they should not. And I think both come with their own variations of sad. Mm-hmm. It's either they need to be hyped up by their mom for their job interview.
0: They need a boost in their self-esteem, which has been crushed by the mother. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. She did the damage. Now she's there to try and undo the damage. How or does that work?
1: Or you're interviewing someone and you go, why is your mom here? And you find out it's, they she wants to make sure that I don't mess this up. It doesn't exactly <laughs> paint the picture that you have a—
0: That you're confident.
1: That you have a great track record.
0: Yeah. Uh, one more here. If someone's parents show up at their job interview, I'm not hiring them. Unless the parent works with me and sits in on the interview and roasts their son. But that's only been one time, Randy. How
1: defeating would that be?
0: Dad's in the corner just throwing (laughs) wads of paper at you. Remember when you pissed your
1: pants? Dad. Remember when you got dumped by your first girlfriend and cried for a week straight? (laughs)
0: That was good.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of The Lawn Chair Profits enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Ooh, mystery candy.